Welcome to the Trailbusters podcast, where we talk everything outdoors and adventures. I'm Ethan. And I'm Bing. I'm Will. Trailbusters. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about our very recent backpacking trip all of us went on, uh, along with my buddy Mark, on a loop that we did through Algonquin Park. So this session, to start us off, uh, Will actually went up a little bit early. So, uh, Will, do you mind kind of bringing us through what you were up to in the days leading up to the rest of us arriving? Yeah, so I had some time off work. I was uh, between jobs, and I thought I'd spend a week of it uh, out in nature. And Will, uh, just to jump in, Will uh, works with me now. That's right. (laughs) It's pretty exciting. It's good stuff. So while I was um, taking advantage of that time off, I I rented a, a cabin in the woods, and uh, went up there. Uh, it was about 30 minutes out of outside of Algonquin. It was nice. It was like a good foothold to go out into the park. So I did a bunch of day hiking, nice. uh, various trails in cool. Algonquin Park. Um, I did one called Centennial Ridge, which is a pretty popular one, about 11K, uh, with lots of good views. And I also just kind of like explored the region and and uh, checked out different uh, local towns and things like that for two days. Nice. Yeah, it was really, really lovely. I was with my dog, and um, we had, like, a fire pit and basically ate camping food, and uh, the weather was really good. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the big thing was the fall colors, which is just throughout the trip. I know you guys uh, got, yeah, got it was, a good... Yeah, it was beautiful up there. Just so brilliant. Like, the colors are so popping this year like the the reds Mm -hmm. and the oranges and there'll be groves where you're like walking and it'll be all red leaves and the quality of the light will change it'll be like really special really like a a wonderful and no bugs like as far as i'm concerned it was was a beautiful time of year for that now uh one thing i noticed was because it's so beautiful up there um when we went when i got there on the weekend it was absolutely packed the traffic was insane there were just a ton of people trying to see the stuff was it like that during the week too or did it get worse over the weekend it was pretty busy like there was obviously lots of people in the park um it was the weekend was noticeably bad so in addition to this cabin stay that I did, I also did my one of my first solo backpacking trips, um, mm-hmm. and that was really cool. So I went with my dog, and we hiked in, um, not much, like 5K maybe, uh, through the Highlands Trail, and cool. stayed at a Provoking Lake West, and we stayed there for uh, just a better part of a day, got poured on, like buckets of rain came down, but uh, you know me and my tarps, I was totally fine. I had fun with yeah. that, and um, I think you sent me a picture of your tarp setup. It was it was pretty impressive for a <laughs> backpacking trip. Yeah, I, I love that. So I I had fun um, doing that, and uh, had a really big fire, and meditated, and tried to fish, and dropped uh, my friend's fishing rod. He let me into the lake, and then had to dive and get it, which was kind of fun. <laughs> uh, very cold lake water uh, wakes you right up, but it was just awesome. And then Friday, I met up with Bing. So I had like, I would say it was like a really lovely time to just like be on my own, like think through stuff, like prepare for this new thing in my life. Like it was wonderful. Like I I love having time to myself. Would you say it was thought provoking? Provoking like? Yes. Provoking like provoked some thoughts. And you know, like I love my life in the city and I love the time I have with my partner and everything, but 
just something special about making time to just be alone with yourself uh really like mm-hmm. just kind of i don't know like yeah solitude i i feel that i've done um i've done some backpacking and hiking solo as well as even some car camping solo and while i wouldn't really recommend the car camping solo it gets a little boring um and it's weird having other people <laughs> that close to you while you're yeah. by yourself yeah. but the like being alone in the woods i find um really helps me get a lot of clarity and thought and um I just I find it a really rewarding experience every time I do it. Yeah, it really does help. Like, I think I have a lot of recurring things I think about a lot, like life questions or just things that come up for me, you know. And having time to like really sit down with something that normally I don't, I don't, I can't really give it like my full attention because I have mm-hmm. so much distraction. But when like you're and there's multiple times, and we're gonna in the later in this episode probably talk about. Uh, some other times where you know you can just kind of sit sit still and relax and you really can think through some stuff and it feels good it's like untangling knotted rope or something like just having the opportunity to really think through uh, things is, is really special yeah. and I want it to be a tradition for me and I've been thinking a lot like that kind of that feeling of like I really by the end of this trip and I, not to fast forward but I have, I felt so good and it was such a positive experience. I'm thinking, how do I do this again next year? One and two, how do I do it over the winter? Cause I'm preparing for this thing. So anyway, maybe that's something that we'll come back to. We can circle back at the end of the podcast to talk about it. But um, yeah, it was mm-hmm. a really special and, and, and very calming and, and centering uh, week for me. And I was really fortunate. And so anyway, after I did this solo trip, I met up with Bing and, and, and so began one of the more epic backpacking trips <laughs> of my of my life i would say it was very mm-hmm. intense um yeah before before we get too far into this um have you been on a backpacking trip like this before bing or was this your first like hike into the woods with your tent and gear on your back i think this is the first time i really hiked into the woods with gear on my back um yeah that's that's what i thought and i think this was kind of a bit of a brutal initiation oh my god i can't imagine <laughs> um, if this is my first trip i mean i like previously we do i did do a um i did go into the woods to, to do camping but it's mostly like on boat and stuff like that like on motorboats mm-hmm. um don't think i ever portaged in there uh but yeah this is this is the first time hiking into the woods set up tent and camp and stuff like that yeah, so for those of you who know the Algonquin Park area, we went hiking in the uh, western uplands, um, and we went through the um, the entryway. Uh, I forget the name of it. I should have this prepared. <laughs> um, but the the entryway that's Ox-tongue actually Lake. in, yeah, it was it was by Oxtongue Oxtongue Lake there. Or yeah. Ox- yeah. Sorry. The Ox-tongue the one River. that's that's on the highway in the park as opposed to the rain lake entrance uh which i've done before rain lake uh the hiking is uh much more tame at least at the start uh, to kind of get you in there um and after the trip um i have to admit i'm pretty sure i've heard in the past that this is one of the more difficult areas to go backpacking in algonquin park and I had completely forgot that when I booked this trip. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was all like that. So I didn't know uh, the other ones were easier. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's jump back to um, you guys arriving and meeting up. Um, how uh, how was the uh, kickoff of your 
of your hike? Well, surprisingly, there wasn't much traffic coming in. I mean, I, I left I left Toronto pretty early, um, so it was good. We didn't need a parking pass or anything. That's all digital now, so that's very convenient. Um, getting in contact with Will was a little bit difficult, but I managed to find a spot where he had a little bit of reception, so I think that worked out well, and I just kind of chilled until he arrived. Mm-hmm. I actually was kind of worried for you guys because, um, Will, your plans kind of evolved a little bit as you went, and I wasn't sure how well you guys were communicating. And uh, when you sent me the picture of your first campsite, my thought was you had decided to just go in at a day oh. earlier and have Bing hike in and meet you. No, no, that would have been hard. No, <laughs> and, and, then, and then I got a message from Bing asking where you were. So I was really concerned, and then I didn't hear from either of you again until Bing the next day told me what campsite you guys were at. Yeah, no, I I did I did kind of improvise a bit. So I I found um, I wasn't able to get all the reservations that I wanted. There was things kind of shifted. Anyway, the details don't really matter, but uh, it was a bit improvised, and and in some ways it was a kind of uh, maybe I wouldn't say poorly planned, but ambitiously planned because. Like I said, I had this solo trip where I hiked in about 4K maybe um, on the Highlands Trail. Um, and then I had to hike that out and then drive to meet Bing. And I actually, I was about a half hour late. Um, I think I left Bing waiting for about a half an hour at the trailhead because uh, I kind of didn't think that my the hike would take as long as it did uh, to hike out of where I was camped on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got a little bit of a late start which actually um, ended up to be pretty important, I think, because of um, what, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk in more detail about what the, the trip was like. But one of the th- things about the first night was that we ended up having a really hard time finding uh, open campsite, uh, which was, uh, I think, in large part because we got a bit of a late start. So, yeah. Yeah. Which, which happens um i uh so what's uh let's let's move on to the hike a little bit and describe what what was that hike like for you i know what it was like for me and i we've kind of talked about it but <laughs> how did you guys find that first first night of hiking well i think it kind of splits into two sections like going into the trail and taking that left onto the trail to Maggie, I think it was a it was a relatively tame hike. It was nice to see all the the leaves coming down, and like Will said, the autumn autumn colors are just fantastic. Um, and then mm-hmm. I think it got to around I don't know about four k in. Once we got to the first lake or so, things got it things kind of turned a bit rough. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. It was a lot of up and down. It was uh, mud, like a lot of kind of like hopping on rocks and, lo- yeah. and logs and things to try to stay out of like pits of mud. And it was a lot of hiking. Like I think on the first day we hiked maybe 14K. I think to, it was like 15 to 16K. But We're that's just to like when we – so so – what happened was we booked on we, we reserved Maggie West, which is yes. five campsites that are spread about five k along the five point seven to be exact. Yeah, so <laughs> if you get the first site, 
you're hiking 15k if you yeah, get the second hike a site you might be hiking 16k if you get the last site which is what we ended up having happen you can be hiking like 20k so we ended up <laughs> really like musical chairs like we it was really unfortunate and we were both dead tired and i remember my dog Jin was with us and when and towards the end when we stopped to to like get water he would just lay down like a log like stick his legs out and like he looked like he was asleep or dead i was like, kind of worried mm-hmm. about him because it was a lot of hiking yeah um, so that was I, that was a real learning for me is that you, you kind of have to incorporate that time of finding your campsite and on a popular weekend when the weather's good you have to assume that it's a bit of a race to get to some of those early yeah campsites right yeah, you, you you have to be a bit like you're 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 racing other people and folks yeah. who've done it before know that so and i think yeah. i think the second part of that first section um like going into maggie i think what really killed us like we were we were powering away through those uh through those hills until we got to the final one towards maggie i think it was called steep rise uh, yeah it, it was steep and it that it was rose. <laughs> Yeah, the elevation had, change was around like 500 meters, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a very steep rise. <laughs> you get you gain a lot of, of that's that's one of the things is that you you go up and then down and then up and then down and then up and then down, and you get you, you quite a scramble. I remember at one point we saw these we were we kept seeing these cigarette butts. Uh, someone was like littering cigarette butts, and then towards the end of the hike, right around steep rise, we see these two guys like taking a break smoking like cigarettes you know 12k into a huge backpacking trip i'm thinking like what the hell are these guys doing like that must be horrible like i couldn't imagine it must feel awful you know it's like tarry lungs anyway yeah somehow they were able to but yeah after after steep rise i think i was i was feeling it in my legs super jello in my legs like for some reason my quads were cramping up um that usually never mm-hmm. happens but um i don't know why the quads cramped up instead of like calves or hammies or glutes uh, we ran out of water my bag <laughs> yeah. broke my, Your my bag uh, broke yeah backpack the like harness where it connects to my hips uh the left side tore so i had to use rope to kind of jerry rig it together and uh even with that it was sitting pretty heavy on my left shoulder i ended up getting like pretty sore shoulder so yeah man. yeah that, that's that strap with all that weight like every strap is crucial on those backpacks totally yeah it's actually that that's uh, that backpack i've had that was my first hiking backpack i ever got and i've had it since i was an undergrad in in university of washington seattle so i've had that bag for like oh, cool forever were you totally dead from that trip dude like it was pretty wrecked <laughs> but surprisingly <laughs> surprisingly like the recovery is actually pretty quick for some reason. Were oh you... yeah, I was I was um I was surprised how quickly I recovered. Yeah. Too. Like a I day a like after a day I think like I was pretty much good to go. I, I was sore, like I felt it, but I also felt really good, like physically in my body. I had so much energy like a couple days after that trip. Yeah, exactly. It was impressive, like felt really alive, really vibrant. I think I think the body still still felt like we we still need to hike more yeah yeah your metabolism is like in high gear or something i know i've been eating all the all the junk that i brought in yeah so. oh man bing had <laughs> the uh... best snacks like bing's snacks were unbelievable it was like I, I i was like 
wanted to take a break just to figure out what he had up next because it was like <laughs> fancy dried mango, like dried apricots, dried raisins, Oreo, like candy, <laughs> like all the snacks. Like being brought, I think his bag it must have been like a quarter full of just snacks. Was that was that mm. two huge bags of beef jerky? Like you had so many snacks, Bing. Yeah. Well, that I think that add probably must have added to your weight too, especially the um. The beef jerky. You also had the um. The full jar of peanut butter. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so so yeah, I'll tell you what I got in my food sack. So yeah, um, six bagels, a small jar of peanut butter, uh, two bags of chocolate almonds, two bags of raisins, uh, dried apricots, two bags of dried mangoes, uh, two chocolate bars, um, like full size chocolate bars. Wow. Two jumbo packs of beef jerky. And ten cliff bars. <laughs> just snacks. Wow. You just you just back like <laughs> most of your bag was snacks. Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. I mean I was See, really happy about that. Cause... The well the benefit of that is now, like you said, you're snacking away at all the stuff that's left over. I had a whole bunch of stuff left over, but I brought um breakfasts and dinners. So I've been eating the oatmeal, but those dinners are just gonna wait till the next camping trip, I guess, because uh, those rehydrated meals do not taste good. Like they barely taste good on the trail where all food tastes good. Um, they definitely don't <laughs> taste good at home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I went to Mech to get some dehydrated food and they were all sold out. Mech yeah. a, was like picked clean. Um, before, before we get too, uh, too much more into the food, maybe we'll cycle back to you guys want to just jump back real quick to um mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys mentioned your campsite situation for the first night no yeah. i haven't yet so i think hiking into maggie lake we saw one vacant campsite right at the fork uh from east to west and but we're like you know what let's find a better campsite this is right at the fork it's around the side of the trail uh, i think we could do better so we took that gamble and uh hiked in to the the 5k of Maggie West, uh, search and search for the campsite, really. Yeah, and we kept finding campsite after campsite that was full up. But the worst one, we hiked down this peninsula, and it, I would say it's funny. At the time, it felt like a thirty-minute hike in, but I think that I think it was more like fifteen. But it felt yeah, it felt like long. it felt long. Like hiking out of that peninsula, even like the halfway where I met you, like yeah. it was shorter hiking out than going in. Yeah, it really felt long. And I remember hiking down this peninsula thinking, like, it's getting dark. My dog seems like he's dying from exhaustion, like, so wiped out. And I'm just thinking, like, if this campsite isn't available, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, like, fall down and just, I don't, I don't know what. But, like, I was so tired. I was so ready to be at the campsite. And we, I get there, and I see this lady walking towards me, and I can just tell right away. Like, she didn't need to say anything. I just knew. I was like, there's no space available. <laughs> And so she was really nice about it, but um, we had to keep hiking. And then we passed another campsite. And finally, we get to this campsite. And we, I, I so a lot of these campsites, they're really nice because they're private. Like you have to hike in a bit to get to the site. And so it's lovely because the plus is you have all this privacy, but the downside is, you know, you have to hike in to find the site. Yeah. So we hike like halfway to a site down one of these side trails and uh, we see a little clearing. And I know, like, part of me is like, okay, there's probably someone at the actual campsite. 
but there's an obviously used like pseudo campsite. It's not official, but there's a fire pit. There's water access. This is a place that other people have done exactly what Big and I are going to do, which is like kind of pirate camp. So I hope, you know, the powers of Algonquin Park can forgive us, but we were so tired and we just needed a place like we were done. We couldn't have made it further. Yeah. So. Some, sometimes you just got a stealth camp. Yeah, that's what we yeah. did, and it was fine. Like, oh, this site was you. great. This site, this site actually had like two flat areas where you can just set up tents. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. like my area was really good because it was right beside the water. When I woke up, I just saw the sunrise, and it was just fantastic. Oh yeah, some of it's your awesome. best pictures were from that. And we had really good like spicy ramen for dinner with miso. <laughs> oh, that man. was great. That was like my favorite meal on that trip. Nice. I love spicy food. Yeah, that was a nice, that was nice. And um, I was so tired. But one thing I remember thinking was like, I will never intentionally hike that much in a day again. At least not without like, <laughs> like I could kind of see like at the end of like a several day trip when I'm like totally in hiking shape and I'm like, you know, in a rhythm. But like for a first mm-hmm. day, it was so much more than what I w- would have wanted. But what I remember thinking is like, as hard as that was, as as unpleasant as that was i didn't reach like a physical limit like i i reached like up past my point of comfort but like it was interesting to me to reflect on the fact that like i really could have kept going if i had needed to like i wouldn't have wanted to but it was interesting to just know like okay that that was more than i like it's more than i would plan for but like in a pinch like i could hike more than that i i felt like i still had my legs you know um yeah yeah. I was on the other spectrum. Like I could keep going, kind of like stumbling, keeping going. But when it comes to a hill, my quads just cramped up. Like it was, yeah, it was yeah. bad. Oh yeah, no way. <laughs> like yeah, there's a point where you're just done. But uh, yeah, and, and and you know, over time, like you get used to it, you can you can go further. But yeah, like it's interesting to to, to just know that. Like I think your uh, your hikes with Jin through the Don Valley probably contribute to that endurance that i i got the impression on that trip that you were probably in better shape than the rest of us yeah i don't know like i do know that i do know that it it was um really challenging for me like physically i felt i felt it like it wasn't easy uh but i did find that like it wasn't past like what i felt like i was able to do Um, yeah but yeah it definitely put me out of my comfort zone and, and i do feel like I'm first of all so glad I went. It was an amazing, wonderful hike. It was also one of the harder backpacking trips I've done in my experience. I, I usually have much shorter hikes, um, and I think if I were to do a hike like that again, and I hope I do, I'll try to get campsites that lead for like a slightly, like maybe add a day and like have a few more stops uh, to do that loop that you guys did. Because I think it mm-hmm. was an ambitious trip um, in retrospect, just given the terrain and everything so yeah. yeah first day was really hard you guys had your little stealth campsite how was the second day for you guys let's hear a little bit about that yeah we packed up early we headed out um had a bit of snacks before the hike uh filled up on water as best as we can uh and yeah the body felt much better for sure like after a good night's sleep like we were sleeping like babies like it was there was oh, no yeah. questions about that but the second site the second day um meeting up with you guys our plan was to get to maggie east uh taking the alternate route so the loop around the north side of the lake uh and and since we already done like half of the hike already going into the campsite it would 
it'll be a pretty chill day for us to to meet to basically scout out a campsite and meet up with you guys. So we saw a little uh, peninsula on the east side, and we're like, hey, let's take one of these two sites. I think it'll be beautiful there. Uh, and yeah, we'll get there and scout it out and take it before you guys get a, get meet up with you guys. Um, yeah. So it was a pretty pleasant hike actually <laughs> on yeah. the north side mm. of the lake. No problems. Five. No problems maybe. there. Yeah. Not even. Four, Not even. 4K. I think it's like four ish. Yeah. No, yeah, no so, problem. So much a much later day. Uh, how did you guys once you got there and got set up? How did you guys spend the time? Because it was it that would have left quite a bit of time. I think uh, I got a message from Bing saying what site you were at before Mark even met me to start hiking. Yeah, yeah we, we got there. there around like, what was it, 11-ish? 10, yeah. 30, 11-ish? Yeah, we were there around then, and, and it was so nice because we were tired. You know, we took a nap. Like, we pumped water with my little piddly water <laughs> purifier, um, which takes a lot of time. We fished. Mm. I read. I did yoga. I, to me, that is the way to backpack. Like you hike yeah. out, you do a hard hike, you you push into the place where you're kind of like there's not as many people. You're in the wilderness, you're you're in the wild, and then you relax. You spend you know if you can a rest day, a zero day, and you spend time in nature. You just take it all in because when you're backpacking, sometimes you just have to keep that rhythm going. You're focused. You have tunnel vision. You're just executing on the hike. But uh, having a, a rest day can be really nice when you're in nature. And, you know, it went by quick. Like, for me, mm-hmm. like, I, I would love to hear, Bing, what, what it was like for you. But for me, I just remember, like, just really just soaking up that relaxation time and really just enjoying, you know, it was gorgeous campsite. Like, on oh, the yeah. peninsula, you could see the lake. There was no one around. We were completely alone. No sounds, but nature sounds. These, like, very friendly woodchuck or chipmunks or whatever you call them. They don't around. sound friendly, dude. Like they were vicious. Yeah, yeah they were a little <laughs> bit. They were very like up in our shit. But yeah, it was nice. What was it like for you, Big? I want to hear. What, what, no, what it was it was very good. Um, I think I think that day was needed for sure. After that insane first day, uh, yeah, it was just calming. Um, it's more of just like recalibrating yourself uh, for what's coming up ahead and just enjoying enjoying what nature has to offer as well because that site was spacious very very spacious so you can pretty much that do was, like it's a beautiful site yeah you can yeah. pretty much do like whatever you want to there you can like do cartwheels there's so much room for oh, activities yeah. and the ground was like spongy like it was really yeah. soft it was like yeah <laughs> pine pine mold or whatever you call yeah it. Like, I, I, I did a little bit of fishing with with the rod that you lost in the water unfortunately yes. there was no fish in that lake when i when i cast it a couple of times like all I'm hitting is um, rock at the bottom, and basically, what's getting—it's—it's uh, been getting caught in the rocks as well. I think one time I almost snapped your string when you weren't looking because it got caught and I almost pulled it too hard. Oh um, no! That was my housemate's uh, fishing rod. I'm glad he didn't break. <laughs> I was trying to—I was trying to massage it out, just to finesse it out of the rocks. Uh, it was I, tough. I, I bring that like uh, my housemate's collapsible fishing rod. I brought that on my last two trips, and and I'm never caught a thing with it. I've tried like several, several times. I'm not much of a fisher. To be yeah, honest. there was no fish in the, there was no fish in that lake, and we we double checked on the map too. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it was good as a rest day. And like Ethan said, uh, I sent him a note of where we were on the map, yeah. which was which was good because I I think like I want to hear yeah. your side of the hike uh, on coming up to Maggie. Yeah, so we were gonna meet up. Uh, 
the on the Saturday of the weekend and come out on the Monday doing like a two night loop. Um, so we were we had planned on arriving at about eleven a.m. Um, and I think this is very typical of how both of us um, typically handle meeting somewhere at a pre-scheduled time. I woke up super early, was trying to figure some stuff out, did incorrect mental math because I was too tired and showed up. Um, we agreed to meet at 11. I showed up at 1030. Um, and then when I mentioned that I was already there, he called me because he was running late and showed up at 1120. Um, <laughs> so I got to spend uh, plenty of time sitting by the Oxtongue River, kind of mentally preparing for the trip. Um, luckily when I pulled up, there was one parking spot, but the parking spot and the whole, the whole park was packed full of people. Um, and the whole time I'm sitting there, like a car would leave and I'd be like, all right, Mark has a parking spot. And then somebody else would pull into it, uh, repeatedly. Luckily he got in just as somebody was pulling out and got a parking spot right away. Kicked off our hike at probably like quarter to noon ish, um, started hiking in I think we had a pretty similar experience to you guys um the uh the weather was beautiful um the hike started out great he and I were talking a lot catching up I haven't actually hadn't seen Mark in about in about two years so you know lots of talking carrying us through the hike uh but the next thing you know like we're both just exhausted and I think we're both not in great (laughs) shape just because of everything going on um we're not in ideal shape. And one thing I didn't realize was, um, like Will said, there's lots of sticky, muddy areas. And fairly early on, yeah. um, Mark has some issues. He's injured his knee in the past. So he, he has a, sometimes he gets like strain injuries to his knees if he overworks it. But early in the hike, stepping in some mud, he twisted that knee a little bit. Um, and it started bothering him more and more as the hike went. And I finally noticed him kind of limping a little bit. And um, when we took a break, he mentioned that his knees were hurting. Um, so as we went, like the further we go, we're hitting more and more difficult terrain. And I noticed he's limping harder and harder. Um, for probably the last hour of the trip, he basically kept his left leg completely locked straight and dragged it behind him. Uh, luckily, he had some trek poles which I think helped a lot to offset his weight a little bit um but uh you could see it it looked like he had a peg leg basically I felt so bad Mm. for the guy um he's dragging it along and I can barely keep walking I have no idea how he managed to keep pushing um but uh when we hit the uh, steep rise that point um I I honestly didn't know how much longer it was going to take because I figured like to keep going it felt like we were stopping every five minutes for another break and then uh on top of that like Mark's knee kept getting worse and worse and we both started just joking a lot about let's just stop here and camp off to the side but I'm pretty sure if it had been too much (laughs) longer we might have actually just done that um I think one Mm. big advantage we had over you guys is we already had a campsite. Uh, you guys had it for us. We knew roughly where it was. Um, we just had to get to the lake. And then our strategy was we were both so tired and the campsites are so far down the little offshoots. And I wasn't exactly sure about my counting of the campsites to make sure I got to the right one. So we'd right. get to one of the campsite signs. I'd drop my backpack. Mark would just kind of chill there. And I'd go hike in without my pack to go see if somebody was at the site and if it was you guys. So... 
finally we found you guys. We made uh, good enough time to get there bef- with some daylight and set up, and it was a beautiful sight. It was absolutely beautiful, but, I mean, I did not want to set up, like, we set up the bear bags and got a fire going and stuff. I did not want to be involved with any of that. I would have really been happy if I could have <laughs> just, like, collapsed into a pile. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it was a very long and very tiring day um, with a very, very sore-looking mark. Um, and actually going to bed that night, um, I'm sure you guys remember, we were very uncertain of if Mark was going to keep hiking in the morning. Um, we were debating having him, uh, cause Will, you had to hike out the next day. Um, we were debating sending Mark with you cause we uh, like none of us, especially Mark knew if he was going to be able to keep going and what our best option was. But, uh, um, looking at the maps and stuff. It looked like our next hike was going to be shorter than the first hike. We were going to have, like, two more days of hiking, but it was going to be shorter days with easier hiking according to the uh, maps and stuff. So um, it was really depending on how Mark felt when he woke up. um, And as I remember it, he woke up fine. Like he said, it was a little uh, stiff, but the pain was gone. Yeah, I think Mark downplays a lot of that stuff which um i should have i should have thought about more um but he said he was doing well and we all kind of had a similar thought of well the next two days of hiking will be two days as opposed to one but um that first day was so hard that two easier days would probably be better for him than one really hard day um so you know feeling a little bit better he decided to keep on uh with bing and i and actually, before we get too far into Bing and I, how was your how was your hike out, Will? Lovely, really lovely. I I um I just booked it. Like I I remember deciding, you know what? I want to get home early. Um, I was kind of worried about my dog at that point because he's had some health issues and he seemed like he was he wasn't eating well and I was concerned. So I was like, I'm just gonna try to make good time. And what I ended up doing is, I didn't stop. I think once uh, the entire hike back, I just booked it. I really tried to keep a good tempo going, um, you know, solo hiking. Really enjoyed that. I had a lot of time to think as well, but mostly just kept focused and made good time. And I was out. Um, I was home in Toronto at 3 p.m. Wow. That day. So I like, I yeah. flew. I, I absolutely flew. That actually, that means you beat. You got to Toronto before we got to our next campsite. Yeah, um, seriously. <laughs> I would love to know. So tell me, guys, tell me about this. I, I, I have gotten a bit of it from just chatting, but tell me more about um, what was it like hiking to Ramona? Yeah, so the second day from Mark and I, uh, which for you guys um, was your third day, right? Um, so Mark and I, this is this is the equivalent of when you guys were woke up after a super tiring hike and got that nice mostly rest day. Um, Mark and I got yeah. all our gear back on to do the second longest hike of the trip. Um, and I remember just walking up out of the campsite, my body was aching so much. Oh, man. And I was so <laughs> not looking forward to it. Um, so we start going and... Uh, we make it probably like 10 minutes down the trail before Mark decides he dressed too warm. So we stop and have a little uh, no pants party while Mark changes into some lighter pants and takes off a couple layers. And um, 
to be honest, we had probably only hiked five, 10 minutes and I was already kind of glad to be taking a break. You're feeling it, are you? <laughs> Which is a great just like setup for how the rest of the trip was for at least for Mark and I, I think. Um, and uh, but I mean, we started going. I think we made we felt like we were making a good, good pace. Um, the one running joke of the entire thing was uh, we had thought it was going to be easier because the map had a note saying um, there was like a two to three kilometer stretch at the start uh, or where it was just regular trail. And then it had a note that from the this one lake, we were going to get like three kilometers, maybe four kilometers in the rest of the hike mostly followed old logging roads. So we're thinking, oh, that means, you know, something that you could get some sort of vehicle down. It must be much less hilly and, you know, probably wider, yeah. easier to walk down. Mostly, f- exactly. Must, uh, much uh, easier terrain to navigate I'm, through. I'm starting to think afterwards, like reflecting back on it, maybe that when they said f- mostly follows old logging roads, they meant the trail runs through the very treacherous hills uh, within a hundred meters of some random logging road that we almost <laughs> never saw. Um, no, so I, 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 reread, I reread the, uh, the map and it says, let's see what it says here. I actually have it open right now. From Noah Lake to Gascua Lake, that's a logging trail. And then from Thunder Lake to Ramona, that's also a logging trail. So literally the entire trek that we had from Maggie to Ramona, only the last bit right before the campsite where we widened up, that was the only yeah. logging trail we hit. Yeah. <laughs> what was the terrain like? Was it similar to the hike uh, in? Oh, it was it was way different. It, How so? I I would I would say it was fairly uh, similar, um, in my opinion. It was very hilly, very muddy, lots of uh, rock areas. We had a bunch of areas where there would be just like um, a very long log and basically a muddy yeah. log where you'd have to balance the whole way down. Um, and our kind of there was there was more of that during this this uh, yeah. segment. There were there were the, a lot of, of like places where you needed really good balance to walk down the equivalent of like some sort of log. I found that the earlier section, the first and the last day, had a lot more. When you'd hit certain kind of swampy areas, they'd have almost like rough built bridges where it would have like posts and boards. Um, the second day, I think there was, we, we hit one point where we actually went through like a marsh where it was probably ankle deep water that we were going through and that had a actual built bridge every other time we hit a big muddy yep. patch it was literally just like logs and branches that you were balancing on um that would sink down into the mud as you walked in them and they were super hard to balance on so our kind of they were slippery our go-to too, yeah. strategy was to kind of leverage mark's only pair he was the only one who brought trekking poles so he used them to kind of balance and then like throw them back to us um, and then Bang and I would try and like <laughs> use sometimes only one of the poles or like Mark would make it halfway and leave one behind for us. Yeah. Um, so I, wow. I had, I've, um, I did a lot of like gymnastics and stuff when I was little, so I've got fairly good balance. So I think I had a bit of an advantage on some of those balancing ones, but it was, it was pretty, pretty tricky. Um, I think so. Like even having like the good, Sat, like the backpack was heavy and trying to counterbalance that alongside of yeah. balancing yourself that was a bit tricky yeah, and 
I find that the um, the ones where it was just hopping on stones a lot easier to navigate through. Well, those you can kind of spread your weight side to side, like hop side to side more. Yeah. The the log ones you really have to stay perfectly upright the whole time, and there's no way to like shift your weight from side to side. You're always your feet are perfectly in line with one another. There's there's a lot of balance issues, which led to um, uh, some very wet feet, which um. I actually, I made one mistake that I think we've advised against doing on this, on an earlier episode of this very podcast, which was I bought <laughs> my, my hiking shoes that I've used are falling apart. Um, so I decided to order a new pair of basically the same shoes. They're fairly soft, so I didn't think it would need a lot of breaking in. Um, so I did no breaking in of these shoes before I went. And <laughs> I, I also... Oh. Um, decided to wear like nice quick drying merino wool socks and get some non-waterproof shoes so they dry faster um, but because of how cool it was my feet just never dried so I'm by the time we made it to camp the second night I had what I had the worst blisters I've ever had and uh, <laughs> basically it looked like my skin was trying to deglove itself off my feet I had oh, like God. it looked like I had probably had like some mild trench foot going on or something. Um, I actually I still have a big. Um, I finally popped my last blister today because it wasn't healing on its own. Um, like a week after we from when we've got back, uh, and it was about the size of a toonie on the uh, the arch of my right foot. It was. Yeah, that was uh, that yeah. was not good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I uh, I decided to go with some uh, mid-rise trail runners. I think that worked really well because it was flexible enough um, to kind of conform and expand with your feet, but at the same time it had enough grip to kind of yeah just tackle the terrain as mm-hmm. well. So now for Mark, I think the second day was probably from the um, expressions of pain on his face and the way he dragged his leg, the second day was probably the easiest day on his knee um, because it was we made it most of the way to our campsite before he looked like it, his leg was about to fall off. Um, yeah. There were a couple of sketchy sections, yeah. though. Um, like, I think right at the fork, there was we almost got lost where we couldn't find a trail, and it just happens to go up a very rocky mm-hmm. hill there um, were there were a couple of spots where we weren't sure if we were still on the trail i don't I, yeah exactly I, I think um there was only one spot where we sort of had started to wander away and we found we realized we were going the wrong way when we hit a dead end pretty quick um so we never really had to backtrack <laughs> too much uh, but there were there were quite a few times yeah. where i remember like um where when i was in the lead um i would be walking and just like desperately hoping to see one of the blue trail markers because i was like i think this is the trail but i really can't tell um because actually the one thing we didn't didn't mention that made the second day a lot different from the first was uh, there had been a lot of wind the night between like well mark and my first day uh, your guys the second day and the next day like the hike to that ramona site um and because of all that wind the trail was just coated in leaves. All those beautiful red, orange, yellow leaves up in the trees were now coating the trail, which made it really hard to see what you were stepping on. Yeah, we couldn't see And it see also anything. made it really difficult sometimes to tell, like, 
where the trail actually was. There were some areas where there was like shrubs and greenery and stuff poking out through it. So it was like you could tell the area that didn't have low plants, uh, that's the trail. But there were some parts where it got a lot harder to distinguish uh, what was trail and what wasn't. It got a bit more slippery too because leaves aren't the best at traction. Yeah, so then you have a layer of leaves and underneath you have like rocks and it, it was kind of wet. And then you also have mud and like areas where you you just couldn't tell what you were going to be stepping onto all the time too so oh man i remember i remember slipping quite a bit on a couple of sections especially going uphill i think i made a couple of mistakes just like climbing climbing the hills but luckily like when i slipped it kind of hit the areas where i wouldn't Mm -hmm. get injured so i think one time i slipped to my medial side which kind of caught my thigh my calves and just didn't hit any bones or anything like that, so that was good. Um, other covers kind of slippage around going downhill, um, almost rolling ankle, but that didn't happen. And it's just a lot of catching yourself before things go yeah. wrong uh, happen in that Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a rough hike. Um, we also started to notice um, as the day went on, I think one of our early water fill-ups. Um, so I, I brought my water pump, which... Uh, we had been talking about the night before was you know a pretty nice one and pumped water a lot faster than the one that will had um but i think that was only at the start of the trip because partway through the trip i think the problem is i started um pumping water in areas that had too much sediment that would get stirred up as i started pumping and i've had this filter before um i just put a brand new filter in it um and i've never had issues with it in the past but as we started uh get going through the day i started noticing it was harder and harder to pump water um and by the end of the uh that night when i went to pump up it went from taking um each it went i think every two pumps would do like 100 milliliters so for an algene you end up doing like 20 pumps for a one liter an algene you can fly through it pretty quick for um, I had two that I brought and we would fill them both up for the campsite, like one to share between everyone. And then I had one that I drank out of and then everyone else had their own bottle to, it got to the point where it was taking like five or six pumps per hundred milliliters. And it would take like, you'd have to pump a few times and then stop and wait. And the pressure would build up so much. I was putting all my weight into each pump cause it was just like so full of sediment in the filter. Um, that I actually wasn't sure if we were going to be able to get water on our way out for that last day. Uh, we had backups, so if we needed to, we could have used uh, like water purification tablets and things like that. But um, a lot of the water sources were very shallow, hard to fill your water bottle type of areas, um, where it it wouldn't have been easy to get water in the bottle without also getting a bunch of dirt. So I was a little nervous about that. Right. Um, and then of course we got to the site too so yeah that was so once we hit that fork to thunder lake and ramona mm-hmm. lake we got to the logging trail so that was that yep. was great it was just <laughs> much wider roads uh easier terrain and that was uh that was a breather for the, body, for the last for sure. five minutes of the hike <laughs> yeah i know um, right after oh yeah and bef- before we get to the campsite actually so our our first hike mark and i probably took about five hours our second hike uh, we took five and a half hours 
So it wasn't a shorter hike. It was maybe distance-wise shorter, but mm. time-wise, maybe because of the re- maybe we rested more, maybe the train was more difficult. It took an extra half hour um, to get there. Jeez, and then uh, I can't even imagine. I would have so been then so we wiped. we get to this side trail to go off and find the campsites, and we get to the first one, and I go and look, and it's very clearly a site that has just enough room for the fire pit and two tents. There's no way we could have squeezed a third tent. So at that point, I'm like trying to do mental math of how I could make this work because I'm so exhausted. Um, I left the other two on the trail while I was looking at it and I go back, I don't think we can use this site. Well, let's go check out the next one. So we go and I go and look in this one. When I look at it, it has one kind of raised pad where you could fit only one tent not quite two tents and then another smaller area where i'm pretty sure because bing and i have slightly smaller tents than mark i think we can both fit our tents but i don't know um, but it's down a super steep hill um, that's so painful to walk up and down after all that hiking so i go back up and tell him <laughs> I, I think it'll work but i don't know we might want to check the other site and but we weren't really sure uh, we figured we'd already gone through half the sites on the lake um two of the four sites and uh, it's probably just our best bet to hunker down. So we go, and luckily we did fit, but it was uh, literally Bing and I, our tents were almost touching, um, and I had to walk like around his tent to get to the main camp area. Um, I basically had to open my tent into his tent to get in and out of mine. And then... Yeah, we were side by yeah. side. We were best and then buds. Mark was up on this hill where <laughs> there was another flat area for a tent. Um, but I say flat with... Uh, air quotes that you guys can't see um because it was on fairly like about as steep of an angle as you could get and still have a tent be there um so i'm pretty sure he was constantly slipping out the door of his tent like if it hadn't been zipped shut he would have ended up <laughs> down the hill uh, and multiple times while he was like just moving stuff around getting his tent set up he'd accidentally bump something and it would roll down the hill that his tent was up on down to our campsite yeah. <laughs> Luckily, every time it got stopped by, there were like some benches by the fire pit because otherwise it would have just kept going down another steep hill into the lake. Um, mm, and that's uh, a good segue into how we fill oh, up yeah, our water. And the, the, <laughs> the water pump area was uh, f- full of uh, fun and excitement. It was another like extremely steep. Mm. It was the type of hill that you almost have to like crawl to get up. It's so steep. Um, and it's, it's that steep to get from the trail to our site and then from our site to the water and we get down there, there's this big log sticking up. That's probably like, um, three and a half. It's a tree trunk. Is that, that like three and a half feet up in the air, big log thing. Um, and then there's another like log stump looking thing that juts out into the water underneath it. Um, and there's just enough dirt past this like three and a half foot high log that you can't really get to the water and it's kind of reedy. So you have to go um, crouch under this overhead log while balancing on this other log out into the lake to get to water deep enough to pump. Um, so Bing would stand on the shore holding the water bottles for me and I'd kind of like tentatively try and balance while in a crouch, balance on a log to drop the thing in the water to pump and fill these water bottles. At this point, the water filter's already pretty clogged, so I'm having to put a lot of force into it. I was terrified the whole time that I was going in that lake. 
Jeez. Uh, that sounds like the worst campsite of a trip <laughs> by a long shot. It wasn't as spacious as the no. first one. So, But yeah, and then we, oh we set gosh. up um, and we decided um, this is when Mark had, um, I had taken a couple of items and I think Bing, you might've taken something from Mark too to try and lighten his yep. load. One of the things we took was he had brought some um, Uncle Ben's beans, which looked like a packet of Uncle Ben's instant rice type of thing, but it was beans. And my first thought was, oh, cool, a little dehydrated packet of beans. But no, they still had liquid. It was basically the contents of a can of beans put into a plastic bag. Um, so that ended up being our dinner that night because those by far were the heaviest food item in my backpack. Um, oh, they were pretty heavy when you ate yeah, it too. So we so. threw these two bags of beans. One of them said it was chili, but it was just chili-flavored beans. Uh, and the other one was some other flavor of beans. So we mixed two different flavors of beans together into a pot and mixed it up and called it Uncle Beans. Is uh, Uncle Ben's Beans. Uh, followed by a separate <laughs> packet of dehydrated chili um, and just all the snacks we could fit into our stomach. I think the idea was, you know, we were we were all fairly hungry from a big day, but it was also just like, we don't want to have to carry anything tomorrow. So yeah, we ate. Try to lighten the load as much yeah, as we, we can. Yeah, we ate as, as much as we could. <laughs> How was the next day? Yeah, so, so then uh, the next day we decided um, Bing still had bagels and peanut butter, and we really didn't want to worry about cleaning dishes or anything in the morning especially because of how difficult it was to get water at this point with the pump so clogged uh, we were kind of starting to ration water a little bit and f try and f avoid having to wash anything so what we did was uh, we went ahead and just all made peanut butter bagels and had some snacks uh, and ate those managed to get away without having to use any water um, then we actually uh on the hike in to our campsite, when we first got onto that logging trail, there was a portage route that went down to the lake we were camping on that had a much better water access. Bing and I had actually gone there the night before to fill up water before bed. We decided to start our hike. We'd go and pump. Um, took quite a while at this point, and I'm pretty sure that was the last time my water filter would have worked. Luckily, the hike at the, set, the last day to get out, uh, we managed to do it pretty easily without needing to stop for more water um the uh yeah i think i think at that point we were just like let's just get back as fast yeah, as we can yeah i i know for a fact you could see it in mark's eyes he was um his we started um it had rained that night so it was um well it was a shorter hike it was also a more wet hike um all the mud was a little bit more dicky and wet and adventurous um and i think pretty early on um mark managed to twist his i think he caught his knee um at a weird angle while trying to go down a hill and slipping um, and it was probably like the first half hour of the trip he heard it and was it was hurting him pretty bad. So I was, I was nervous. I know with the amount of downhill we had to do, my knees were hurting me and I don't really have knee issues. Um, so I can't imagine how his, yeah, yeah I here. can't imagine how his was feeling. Um, we hit a point where we were moving a lot faster than we had in previous hikes, mostly I think out of sheer will to get home. Um, 
And we were going down elevation too, so mm-hmm. it was. And we we hit a point where、um, we had kind of been stopping to take a break, like every half hour, by the end of the previous day and the start of this day. And I think it was our second rest as we got up and started walking. Mark said, "I'm pretty sure if I sit down again, I'm not going to be able to get back up." So at that point, I kind of decided to see how far I could push before we needed to take a break.、Um, I think we made it. We went from go, stopping every half hour to we made it like an hour and a half. Took one more break and then hiked the rest of the way out.、Um, and、uh, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah,、uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was.、Uh, we just kind of kept trucking along there. Like we got to points where we had to cross like streams or muddy terrain, and we're just like. Yeah, screw it. We'll just go right through it. Like we didn't really、yeah. care on just on finding an optimal route. So we, we just, just kind of went right through it. Plowing through. through.、Um, I knew in in my mind, for me, as soon as I got to the car, I was taking off my shoes and socks and switching to flip flops, letting my feet finally dry.、Um, oh, that. Yeah. Same here. I had some change of、uh, footwear as well. That day too.、Um, in the morning, Mark had taken out his first aid kit, and we found what basically looked like a giant. Felt pad with adhesive on the back. It looked like a giant, like the type of pad you'd put on the bottom of a piece of furniture to stop it from scratching your floor.、Um, we duct taped that to my foot to stop that giant blister from getting worse.、Um, and oh, like from stop stop scratching the yeah, trails. Yeah, so、right? my blister would stop scratching the trails. <laughs>、um, but the、uh, we had that and a bunch <laughs> of band aids, and the whole hike I could just feel it all peeling off as my feet slowly got drenched.、Um, so I was. I was very happy to be done.、Um, I I found it really funny. The、uh, we did this really long hike and we knew we were getting really close. And you could tell we were getting close because we ran into like a couple that were still in their hiking gear with no sweat yet. Like they had just started, probably like fifteen minutes、right. in, and they're like they look at us and kind of pause for a、yeah. second, of like with shock because we're <laughs> we're all coated in mud at this point because of like slipping and falling in the mud.、Yep. We it splashed like almost up to our knees. We're all super sweaty. We all probably look really miserable because we're all sore, super tired, smell horrible. They kind of pause and look at it. Oh, how long have you guys been in there? Started kind of asking us about the trail, and I just kept walking. I was really surprised. Mark actually did the polite thing and kind of talked to him for a minute, and then moved on. But I was just like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" and just beelined past him because I was done. I was ready to get out.、Um, there were no, there were like, "Hey, you, is it any good sights up there?" I was like, "Yeah, there's a couple. It's all right." Yeah, <laughs> it's hell.、Uh, But yeah, it was it was a much faster day. Also, the weather was probably the nicest on that last day, where it was cooler than the other days.、Um, the second day, the one thing we forgot to mention was it was super humid. It was so muggy the、mm. whole time. You could、mm. see fog in the valleys in the woods,、um, just like clinging and filling the air, where you could like see how humid it was. Yeah, but、uh, but yeah, that third day powered through, got out.、Um, And、uh, live to tell the tale. So, how does the first day and the third day compare?、Um, excitement level was pretty similar at the start and finish,、um, but for very different reasons. Of like, I was super excited to get in at the start and start going.、Uh, I was so excited to be done.、Um, I think kind of the perfect. Cap off to the end of that trip was、uh, 
when we got back to the like right at the start you hike in a little bit and there's a fork where you can go left or right and we hiked in down the left and we came back on the right when you get there there's a sign warning that like this is a hard trail where um meant for taking multiple days and camping like warning day hikers to like be cognizant of the time and uh there were a bunch of people that scratched things into it and mark with his trackball pointed to it and it had a sign that just said you know f this in big letters scratched into the sign but it it didn't censor itself (laughs) um and i think that was the the feeling that at least I know I had, and I know Mark well enough to know he had. I'm pretty sure, Bing, you probably had a similar feeling by the end of it. Yeah. But uh, pretty much, it was a it was a great cap. That being call. said, I think the last day was it was the shortest hike, and I think it was also the easiest terrain. Um, but we were just so tired uh, and so sore. Not having, I think, not having a zero day really made that trip a lot harder for mark and i um and i think not having a zero day between the second and third day probably also made that third hike harder for you bing would you say yeah i think so i mean i definitely felt it in the morning um but you know we just powered through it right yeah and that was very much just a power through it we just need to get home day yeah yeah. It's amazing how much uh, attitude makes a difference in terms of like your ability to hike and how far things feel and how fast you go. Like when you're just zeroed in on like, let's get out of here versus when you're thinking, oh my gosh, how much longer mm-hmm. can it be? Like the amount of speed, the time, the, the, the overall experience of hiking is so different. Like Attitude is everything. I yeah. feel like. Yeah. It made a, a difference. big difference. We, we were able to go a lot further without stopping that, uh, that last day probably a little bit because the train was easier but probably also mostly just because we had that desire to just get out of there at all costs just keep going um, and get out and then uh, I'll drive home and recover and then um, I think we already kind of touched on recovery uh, and how that was for all of us yeah, I, I had the day off the next day. Um, I thought I was going to be bedridden for a while, but I think it, it was pretty quick, uh, to be honest. Like, I don't think it took a day for my muscles to become like I was again. I was very sore the next day, um, but the day after that, I was already gone, which surprises me because that's like a faster recovery than a hard gym workout. But I felt I felt yeah, exactly. so much more so sore weird. while we were hiking than I've ever felt during a workout. <laughs> Absolutely, um, it was like yeah. everything. I I told um, I called my mom to let her know that I had made it home, and she asked me how it was. And my first description of it was, uh, "Everything below my jaw hurts." <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's and about right. I've never had blisters this bad. Those were my two comments on how I was feeling. So. Yeah, it it was a uh, it took the crap out of me. Like I was so tired the next day, but I also remember feeling really good. Like mm-hmm. you know, I love that kind of thing. And as tiring as it is, like it's such a good workout. It's so good for your body, for your whole system. Like I just I've got to so say, healthy. with all the stresses of life nowadays, and you know everything going on, um, 
I didn't realize how much I needed that trip until we were done, but that has been the single greatest mental reset I've had this entire year. And I've like mm-hmm. mm. the next day Definitely. back at work Me was too. probably like one of my best days being like fully clear headed, ready to get some work done. Um, and I've been consistently since then in a much better mood than I had been in for a while. I think, I think that was the best thing I could have done despite how agonizing it was while we were out there, um, and how ready I was for it to be over. Um, I'm really glad we did that. Yeah. Same. same here. I think I was super productive when I got back. I kept telling everyone, it's like my mind is super fresh, but my yeah. body's pretty wrecked. So I think that's uh, going to do it for us this week. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to hear us uh, talk about or any questions you'd like us to answer, reach out to us on Twitter at the Trailbusters or email us at info at the Trailbusters.com. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Trailbusters and check out our website, the Trailbusters.com, for more Trailbusters content. Uh, and finally, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it should be available anywhere fine podcasts can be downloaded uh, for the Trailbusters. i'm ethan i'm bing and i'm will and we'll see you on the trail <laughs>